0: Welcome
1: to the Barfly Podcast. My name is Jeff Burkhart, columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirit of the Adventures of a Real Bartender. Today my co-host is Kevin Blum, community manager for the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. You, I'm this time around, we're going to talk about Things to watch out for in the service business, from both the the customer side and the and, and the um, the provider side. So, one of the first things to, to think about is if you're being asked a question as a customer from your server, they're probably asking for permission, and that permission is to charge. Mm-hmm. So, some things like, would you prefer uh, a still water or sparkling water? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: I get that one all the time. Drives me nuts.
1: Yes, because what happens if you if you say no, I don't want either one of those. Mm. I want tap water, yeah, right?
0: Then I feel really cheap, right? Yeah,
1: and that's what it's designed to do. It's mm-hmm. designed to put you on the offensive, or to uh, on the defensive, or to trick you into just thinking that you just acknowledged you. Just, I, I thought I was asking for t- for tap water,
0: mm-hmm. but you're
1: not. So uh, one of the other big uh, examples of that sort of uh, advantage is the banquet.
0: Okay,
1: right. A lot of people don't realize that. Uh, If you pay for, there's usually a minimum charge. Mm -hmm. So say it's $2,000. You have 10 people, it's a $2,000 charge, whatever it is. Well, they will keep track of what you order up to that $2,000 mark. So if you do not order enough to get to that $2,000 mark, they're Mm -hmm. going to charge you $2,000. You're just not going to get any service or product for that. Mm -hmm. However... As a consumer, you're entitled to that. So
0: I could literally walk away with a few cases of wine that we didn't consume that evening. Correct. Okay. Now,
1: they're going to charge you their restaurant markup, but it's better to leave with something sure. rather than just to hand a big uh, pile of cash over to somebody for doing nothing.
0: See, most people don't know that.
1: No, they don't. Yeah. And, and, and banquets, weddings, and things of that nature are notorious for that mm-hmm. because most people have no idea. It's usually built into something called a room charge. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing to look for. But the other thing is the accounting methods used to account for all those bottles. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes those bottles go out the door with the staff. Right, Because there's no real record being kept of it. So sometimes you can ask for a an actual accounting. So I want to see all the empty bottles mm-hmm. at the end. But the, the big ones are water is a, is a classic because they can pour glass after glass of after glass of that. And it be, can become obscene sometimes just to charge for water. So those are things to be aware of that you as a, a consumer are entitled to a product or a service for that extra charge, whether whether it's been provided to you or not, it's up to you to figure out.
0: Now, I see uh, oftentimes uh, when somebody goes to a bar and orders, uh, let's say, a martini, and they don't call their spirit, right? Um, and uh, the bartender doesn't ask, you know, what type, you know, do you want Grey Goose or do you want Well, right? And if you know, you don't specify. I've seen it happen where that person gets like a fourteen dollars martini with yes. like you know premium premium vodka or premium gin.
1: Right. If you're if you're just asking for a generic thing like that, yeah, you are pretty much leaving it up to the bartender or or the server in some cases, and uh, and that could backfire on you quite a bit. Now, the other thing is what we call in the restaurant business the casual upsell,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So where you say, "I'll have a martini," and I say, "Is Grey Goose all right?" Right. Well, you, you know, sure. I mean, you don't know what's available. You may be talking to your friend. Well, what I've just done is doubled the right. cost of your martini. Mm-hmm. Now, there, an argument can be made whether there's any difference in vodkas, right? And and, and we'll maybe save that for another so, time. Yeah, that's another topic. But the point of the sure. matter is, you've just spent twice as much money as you had to. So, yeah, there are some things you don't want to say, just bring me whatever. Then there's some specifics that you really want to be careful with. Uh, one I always say is champagne and cognac are two things you never want to just say, oh, whatever. Right. Because those things could easily be 50 to to $100 a glass or a portion. Yeah. Easily. And uh, you don't want to just leave it up to the server. Because even at my restaurant, I could pick the second most expensive cognac, and it's $35 and my argument would be well it's not the most expensive right <laughs> so you know there's there's those types of things uh, but it's the casual upsell that that's difficult. Or you know, you also have to watch out for uh, the server who who is not making much of an effort. And so when you say what's good here, what do they say?
0: Well, they'll usually recommend the most expensive item on the menu. Yes. Yes.
1: So that's when you know that the server's not putting any effort because right. the most expensive item on the menu should sell itself, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, the lobster is good. It's lobster, right. right? Of course, the prime rib is good. It's prime rib. Right, but what else is there? Now, the, the thing as a consumer is you don't want to feel uncomfortable asking those things because anything on a menu mm-hmm. is a viable choice. Yeah, right. And so that's where me, uh, from the service side, I, I always try and choose items in the mid range to suggest to people. Because again, I assume that the, the 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 most you know they're going to know the most expensive things. I you know, and I might even say something to that effect. Like my my running joke is when people say, "Well, what's good?" I'll look at the menu and say, "What's the most expensive thing?" <laughs> yeah, that's good. There you go. And then they laugh, right. and then but we've broken that ice, sure. and then they realize I'm not just trying to gouge them. I'm actually trying to to do things. Plus, I will steer people to less expensive items. Just, I'll say, you know, as another option, you might realize you could do this or do that. Now, granted, that's actually taking money out of my pocket. But right. what it's also doing is it's building a rapport with a clientele yeah. that will transcend that one experience.
0: Exactly. They'll
1: be back. Yes, yeah. they will. Now, that brings up another point is places where they are not likely to be back mm-hmm. are... Like
0: tourist trap spots?
1: Exactly right. Okay. So right. where they think they've only got one shot at you is uh, is means that they're going to go for broke more than likely because there's no there's going to be no repercussions about
0: that you're going to be on a plane (laughs) right
1: and and you might forget to post that yelp review right because you'll be halfway (laughs) across the country by the time it really percolates down what has happened but that sword cuts both ways Mm -hmm. right a lot of times in tourist traps tourists realize they're never going to see this person again they're not building a relationship with them so they're not going to tip or they're going to grossly under tip so those are the types of things to be aware of in those circumstances but uh, you know, again, it, 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 most fine dining restaurants that have been around for a while have staff that are also building repeat clientele, mm-hmm. and those people are less apt to do that. But that doesn't mean they're not. That that, that every every restaurant doesn't have its bad link.
0: Now, what about gift cards? Like uh, I was talking about this with a restaurant owner the other day. It's like, um, you know, he he was mentioning that uh, somebody came in with a gift card that they got a few years ago, and he said, "Well, it, it's expired." But I was kind of laughing to myself because I don't think that's actually legal. That's not true anymore. Gift cards can't expire.
1: Right, they cannot. The business can go out of business, which I've seen happen too. But but by and large, gift cards also have a cash value. Mm-hmm. which means that typically you can get the money back. You could take your gift card down to that restaurant and request the money, the the, the redemption in cash. Mm-hmm. Now, it might cause some problems. You might have to get a manager involved. Right. And it could be a lengthy process, but by and large, that's what will happen. The other thing is, say you have a $100 gift card, you spend $90 on dinner. That doesn't mean there's not $10 left on that gift card. And if you leave that gift card at the restaurant... They're probably going to re- redeem the rest of that money either via a tip or just a, a service charge. Mm-hmm. You, but effectively, you've lost that money. Wow. And there's a, I, there's an enormous statistic of how much money is left on gift cards that people don't use. Right. Because remember, from a business standpoint, you've already spent that money. Yeah. So it behooves them not to provide you the service. Because mm. if you don't use that 10% on that $100, they've made an extra 10%. Because they haven't provided that service.
0: Now... From the opposite side, uh, are there ways where customers kind of try to pull one over on the restaurant?
1: Yes, it happens all the time. You know, the classic is uh, the half a glass of wine.
0: Oh, it yeah. drives me nuts. Yes. yes.
1: Now, the thing is, uh, most restaurants have now charged for half glasses of wine. But it'll it'll lead to that conversation, and I've had a number of these, where they say, well, I don't quite want a half a glass. Mm-hmm. So now you're negotiating what's the most amount of uh, wine I can get without paying for it. Right. Right. One of the worst experiences I've had, and I've, I've been bartending for 30 years, is, and this has happened to me probably 100 times, is where the guy gets his credit card and he's holding it there with the pen hovering over the tip part, and then he taps his glass and says, "I'll just have a splash more."
0: Right, <laughs> he's challenging you. Yes, he is yes. challenging right. me,
1: and and it's a difficult decision to make. But I've always determined that it's better to take to fall on your sword at that point mm-hmm. and say, "Well, I'm going to have to charge you for that," because if they get away with it once.
0: Sure, they're going to take advantage and come back again and again, and, and, and that's again not the loyal again. customer you want.
1: Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that, those are two examples of it. But uh, the other thing is, just can we try this? Can we try that? That's another thing. Is there? Mm-hmm. You can't try. I mean, can I try your, the steak? Right. Well, what exactly. are they supposed to do? Cut a piece of steak off there and give right. it to you and let right. you gnaw on it for oh, a little I've bit. I've seen
0: so many people. They'll go in and they're like, "Oh, can I try that wine? Can I?" They, they want to try four different wines, and I've seen them at that. They know what the wine list is right. already. They're just, you know. Right.
1: <laughs> well, remember, a taste of any product is a taste to facilitate a sale. Yeah. It's not just a taste to give stuff away. Right. And so, but people these days, I, I mean, I have a, a couple of people, they taste the same wine every time they come in. Mm-hmm. And now I'm stuck in a service a quandary because if I say anything about it at this point, I'll probably lose them as a customer, mm-hmm. and maybe the pros uh, on what they're doing outweigh. Maybe they do spend a fair amount of money, and you and you don't want to be nickel and diming everybody. But but some things it just don't happen. The taste of hard liquor for once, mm-hmm. for one, is a big uh, a, a big question because any uh, you know fifty dollar liquor, any discernible amount in a glass has a value, mm-hmm. like an extreme value. Where with wine the, the costs are differently. So a, a quarter ounce of wine is is not uh, is not Percentage wise, as bad as a quarter ounce of booze, because a quarter ounce of booze is one sixth of the total, where a quarter ounce of wine is maybe one tenth mm-hmm. or one twentieth. And so there's a difference there. And also, nobody ever wants to taste $10 stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. They want to taste that $80. Of course they do. Right? Yeah. So, you know, again, like I said, the sword cuts both ways.
0: Yeah. And I, I, like you were saying, you know, like you don't say, can I just have a, a little bite of the steak or whatever. And right. that's what drives me nuts about the people who are saying, like, I'll just have the half a Caesar salad. You know, I mean, why not order the whole Caesar and then take the other half home? Right.
1: You know? and, and maybe, I mean, some restaurants do do half salads, but some don't. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not an option. If it's not on the menu, it's probably not an option. Yeah. You know, there's no half burger. Right. Right. There's no half a, a, half a, a duck. duck. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, it's, what do you uh, do with the other half of the duck? Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's an expensive item. And sometimes people will get belligerent about it. But I only want half. Well, we don't offer that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and unfortunately, you know, there's, there are, are quite a few of those people in this day and age. Yeah. So, you know, again, the, 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 the basic bottom lines are to, to consider are if you're being asked a question, mm-hmm. there's probably a reason they're asking you a question.
0: Would you call it a leading question? I would, right? And
1: like I said, it's called, and there's a specific term casual upsell, right? Of course. Now, the other thing is if you haven't asked for something and Mm -hmm. they provided it for you, you are not obligated to pay for it. So if you didn't say water Mm -hmm. and they bring you bottled water and try and charge you for it, you have no obligation to pay for that. Really? It'd be the same as if they brought you a glass of wine you didn't order. You don't have to pay for that, right? Oh, here's a taste of wine oh, That's great, mm-hmm. right? Well, if they say, Well, that taste is now two dollars, and it's funny because I actually had a a, a a restaurant do that to me once on a press junket, no less, mm-hmm. where they brought around wines for us to taste and then they charged us for the wines. Yeah, and I thought that's probably not the best thing to do, especially not on a press junket, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, so uh, again, if you're being asked a question, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. If, if you haven't ordered something, you don't, you're not obligated to pay for it, and uh. If it's, it's always a good idea. Maybe they do do a half a glass. Maybe you do a a salad. But if they don't, they don't. Be happy with that.
0: Right. Okay. Works for me.
1: Yeah. Should work for everybody. <laughs> Let's hope so. Please join Kevin and I next time for our two-part series on Yelp. How to read, write, post, and respond to Yelp reviews. My name is Jeff Burkhardt. Thanks for listening.